Rocky James Dupree from Jacqueline. This is Iron City Rocks. Crank it up. Rock me, roll me, jackal me off. Pa-pow. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Zach Wild from Black Level Society, and we're all doing a hang with John on Iron City Rocks. Hey, everybody, this is Danny the Count Coker of Count 77, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 337 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 337, we are joined by uh, sort of a a celebrity that's larger than just music. Uh, We're joined by Danny Coker of the band Count 77. Uh, Danny, obviously the uh, kind of the star of the show Counting Cars and uh, owner of Vamps in Hollywood as well as some other projects he's got going on. So he's certainly a name most of you will recognize, but a fantastic rock band. Um, had an opportunity to speak to him. The band uh, Counts 77 is on Shrapnel Records. They have just released their new album, Soul Transfusion, uh, and, and been doing some live gigs. Hopefully we'll get them in the Pittsburgh area very soon. Uh, so we're going to play... A little bit of their new track called uh, My Detroit, one of my personal favorites on the new album. We're going to get into that interview with Danny Coker. Seventy-seven. We have Danny Coker on the line. How you doing, Danny? I'm great, John. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day in in the Western PA, and I'm sure it's a beautiful day where you're at. Um, you've got a fantastic new album out now um, that we wanted to get a chance to talk to you about. Um, can you give us a little background on the band Count Seventy Seven, just for those who who aren't familiar with what you've got going on there? Absolutely, man. First off, thanks for the kudos on the record. We've we've worked our butts off on it, but uh, Count 77 is a uh, it's a 70s vibe hard rock band. Uh, we're all we're all based out of Vegas. We all live in Vegas, and uh, we're, there's there's six of us in the band, and um, 
we're all guys in our you know same age group, uh, and we all grew up listening to uh, the hard rock music of of the seventies, and so uh, we kind of started off just messing around, like you know just a cover band having fun together, and uh, from there we started writing our own material, and we got uh, signed by uh, Shrapnel Records. Mike Varney from Shrapnel Records came to one of our shows. And he's just a, a terrific gentleman. He loved the band, and mm-hmm. we started working with him. We put out, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, put out our self-titled record, Count Seventy Seven, probably uh, three years ago or so now, and it, it might even be longer. It might be closer to four years ago now. And uh, that record did quite well, and so we went. Uh, we started touring, went on the road, and uh, when you go on the road. It really, in my opinion, it really shapes the band, and uh, we we really got uh, we really got our, uh, our our groove together, so to speak. And we did a lot of writing over on the road, and we came back and and went to the studio and started working on the current record that just got released uh, called Soul Transfusion. And you know, when 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 you pop in a Count Seventy Seven CD, uh, you're going to get uh, the type of record that you would have got back in the 70s. Uh, you know, the, the songs are, are actually really guys playing real instruments. <laughs> it's uh, actually real guys with real voices actually really singing, and it's not all a bunch of auto-tuned crap. It's not a bunch of uh, fake music, digitally synthesized stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's what you would have got back in the day, and it's real songs that tell real stories. And so, uh, this, uh, what we're doing is, is, is basically keeping what we feel is, is the music of our generation alive and kicking. And so, uh, it's the same way when you come to a Count 77 show, you come to one of our concerts, you're going to get an old school 70s concert. I mean, it's going to last at least two hours. We're on stage. Uh, many times we're, we're longer than that on stage. And, uh, and you get a real in your face rock and roll show. And it's, it's all about, uh, we call ourselves brand new classic rock. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see there has been sort of a, a resurgence of of bands, and it's interesting as we talk to different artists in the last couple of years of bands wanting to get back to that sound. And, and you know, I don't know if it just happened to coincide with kind of vinyl making a bit of a of a comeback, or if it's just the generation of the musicians that we attract. But it does seem there's a genuine interest in in recapturing some of that. You know the sounds of the 70s, the style of the 70s, and I think you guys did a fantastic job on it. I mean, you listen to it, and as you mentioned, you've got songs like, uh, you know, Detroit, where, you know, it seems very, the lyrics seem very genuine, you know, you're painting sort of a mental image in our head, um, and it's got, you know, the sort of, like, Allman Brothers sort of meets, you know, Pat Travers kind of thing going on musically, and it's really yeah. enjoyable record Absolutely. to listen to. Man, thank you. I really, really, really appreciate you saying that because we work on this. We worked on it really hard, and it really came from our heart. And that's that's the key, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. in in what's been uh, a positive thing for for Count Seventy Seven is the fact that is the six guys involved uh, in the band. We truly, we truly believe in this music. We truly love this music, and it really comes from our heart. So I think it shows on the record, and it really shows. When you come see us live in concert, it uh, it's it's the passion about the music and, and and you know and in my opinion I you know I don't I don't speak for the rest of the guys but uh, um, I I do know that that you know we, we're we're all pretty much on the same page we're kind of a, a a little bit fed up with 
so much garbage <laughs> that we, we consider garbage that's just being spewed out there by uh, by just you know overly produced record company stuff, and uh, and that's just not how it used to be. Right. Uh, music, in in our opinion, music was spawned by guys that were passionate about the music, and that's exactly where we come from, and that's why you know I preach about the fact that it's uh, it's it's actual real instrument, it's an, it's, an, it's actual really real voices <laughs> and, yeah. and real songs. And uh, we're just keeping it real. Yeah, anyway, people are hungry for that. You know, I know I, I went to a show myself of a very large arena band uh, last week, and I realized they were having beautiful harmonies live. And I looked, and, and one guy was on mic. Like something's a little yeah. off here. Um, yeah, something's a little off. And, and you know, you're not going to get that when you come to our show. You, you, there, there is there is no tracking at all uh, on that stage. It, it's it's us. It's live, and that's and that's how. That's how it was back when we were growing up, sure. uh, and that's that's what we're wanting to do now. And we're we're noticing at a lot of our concerts, it's it's pretty phenomenal because the uh, the audience, the age group, man, you got you got from from the the, the young all the way up to you know our, our, any, any age. It, it just it just goes it, it covers the whole spectrum. So you're seeing people that are in our age group that grew up listening to the music that we listen to. And uh, and then you see it, you see them sharing it uh, with their kids, uh, and their kids are really getting into it as well. And so it's a lot of fun to uh, to see the people that come to our shows, and and, yeah. and and it's also a blast to talk to. We do meet and greets and stuff, so it's a mm-hmm. blast to talk to uh, talk to the folks after the show, and they're like, man, I haven't seen a show like that, you know, in 20 years or whatever. You know, they're just they're just really having fun. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great time. It's it's nice in a way you know as a as a big fan of classic rock you know it's great when you uncover uh you know oh here's a Motha Hoople and I really didn't realize how great they were and go back and listen to their music or you know old Foreigner albums or whatever but it's great to see bands you know I think of yourself and I think of like Whitford St Holmes and some bands that you know are still putting out fresh new music that still sounds you know, worthy of being in the same category with some of those great classic rock, you know, songs of the 70s and stuff. So, um, can I ask you, Danny? Um, we truly appreciate that. Thank you. Um, how do you guys, as a band, write? I mean, do you kind of get together with any particular members, or do you guys kind of you know get in a rehearsal room and just kind of shout things through the mic at each other to, to write songs, or how do you put these tracks together? You know, when it comes to when it comes to writing, it it uh, um, it's really kind of the uh, Stony Curtis is the lead guitar player. Stony Curtis is uh, he's very much uh, in charge. I would say in charge. There's there's, there's no actual real role, but mm-hmm. he's he's seems to be the gentleman that that comes up with uh, with most of the riffs and things like that for uh, for the vibe of the music. My, myself, I'm kind of the storyteller, and and for me. It's really when we travel a lot, you know. If, if you're if you're sitting on an airplane for hours, or if you're sitting in your hotel room for hours, uh, and and you've got a lot of alone time, and your mind, at least this is how it works for me. My mind just gets to wandering and gets to thinking about things, and uh, just start just writing just random thoughts. Just start really jotting down random thoughts all over the place, mm-hmm. and uh, and then later try to make sense of those thoughts. Try to put. Uh, Try to put them together um, as as far as making sense with them, and then uh, and then we get with uh, Mike Varney, who uh, is not only the uh, the record label, but Mike Varney is is 
such an accomplished musician himself, and he's a, a, an amazing producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll sit down with Mike Varney, and he will take uh, the two different combinations of the music that uh, that Curtis has uh, worked with, and uh, and the lyrics and the, and the thoughts and stuff that I've worked with, and he's really helped to to put them together and mold them together. So to me, there's there's really mainly the three of us, uh, Stoney Curtis, myself, and Mike Varney, that that are really in charge of writing the songs. And again, I say in charge, that's horrible, Eddie, but, but yeah. there's a part of me that thinks like a businessman, but it, it's really not that way. But the three of us really are the ones that, uh, that kind of take the lead on, on putting the songs together. The rest of the band is such accomplished musicians that then when they come and they, they bring things to the table, they offer things up to the table, all of our, all of the, everybody's thoughts, and and uh, uh, musical interjection uh, definitely gets put into the music. So we all contribute, but but I would say the three of us are uh, are, are the mainstays on on the writing of the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you you what you're saying though. I think anybody who's ever been in a band knows that it, it, ultimately somebody's got to kind of like be in charge, even if you're not officially in charge, or the publishing doesn't necessarily reflect that someone's in charge. But you know, it can't always be a democracy, or you end up with get going right. nowhere. I think that's right, true. and when you listen to the record, you listen to the songs. They, they they're they're storytellers. I mean, they mm-hmm. they each each song has a has a a story inside of it, and 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 to me, that's that's so much of what the music of the '70s was. They they, they 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 told stories. Each song really kind of told a story, and so uh, our music does that. Our music, you know, has has a purpose behind it, and if you if you dig into it and really start listening to it, you start thinking, you know, oh, I get it. I get what they're saying. And so uh, this 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 particular record, the Soul Transfusion record, has so much, uh, so many stories in it from front to back. It really, it really, you know, it says a lot. And a lot of it just comes from from my heart and from my 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 memories, my thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, my frustrations, my loves, and. Uh, and then you know, just being able to put it together and make sense with it, uh, you know, that that's that's where Varney and uh, and the rest of the guys really help to come together and uh, and make some sense of these thoughts. Yeah, it's almost like therapy for your for your uh, self. Oh, brother, you're preaching to the choir right now, man. It, it, I, it, this is so good for my it, it, my soul. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, so many people know me as uh, a car guy, and mm-hmm. so many people know me as a motorcycle guy. And and what they don't know is, you know, I grew up in music. My father was a musician, and and music was the first thing in my life. I used to do it, you know, a hundred years ago, and uh, and it's always been a part of my life. But you know, throughout throughout time, uh, you get busy doing other things, and uh, so you know, my automotive.
Uh, we've got a fantastic bass player in, in Barry Barnes. Our drummer, Paulie DeCivio, is an absolute animal. And, uh, and then, you know, filling in all of the blanks. And I'm, I'm, I'm big on, uh, B3 vibe. I'm big on, uh, keyboard vibe, things like that. I, I love all of that in, in a, in a big hard rock band sound. We get Tommy Paris, who, uh, you know, is a, of, uh, of Brittany Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he has been with us now for, oh my lord, it's got, it's got to be going on. Man, he joined us, he joined us right after we finished the first record. And, um, Tommy does, you know, backup vocals and Tommy, uh, plays, you know, the B3 and plays, uh, uh, any, any of the keyboard and everything back there and just fills in, you know, all the blanks. And it's a big, fat, in your face, dual guitar. It, it's it's a monster band. It, it it really is an in-your-face band. Yeah, it's great to hear the passion in your voice. You think, and sometimes I think people think, okay, here's a celebrity, you know, and not to go off on this tangent too much, but who is kind of dabbling in music. But you know, you speak with such a genuine passion for you know things that sound like a genuine musician, and that's wonderful to hear. Um, you mentioned your father was a musician. Can you talk a little bit about you know kind of what got you into classic rock in particular? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Dad, uh, and, and this is always a difficult subject uh, for me because I, I lost him in '08, and I've never, I've never really gotten over it. He's, he's the biggest uh, influence on my life, and mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, it's just, uh, it's a tough subject. But he, uh, he was a musician all of his life, and uh, he's one of those guys that could play anything, that could sing anything. He wrote, arranged produced uh, he, he he did it all uh his his genre uh very much gospel music very much southern gospel music very much black gospel music growing mm -hmm. up in, in in detroit and so uh that's where that's what i grew up in and that's grew what i grew up doing i i, I for a while there as a, as a young man i was doing uh a lot of gospel music with my father and um uh, he uh he was a guy who also very much behind the scenes you know he did he did a lot of music for for a lot of different people and uh you know he wrote uh you know music scores for films and things like that so there was always music in my family um at that age growing up you know uh was was you know I, I was born in in 64 so throughout the 70s, I was at that age where music was really influencing me. Yes. And so uh, the things that I was listening to outside of the music I was doing, the, the, the things that I was listening to, you know, were were those big, solid, hard rock bands. I mean, anything, you know, from, from Kiss to Foghat to Zeppelin to, uh, like you mentioned, the Allman Brothers. Uh, uh, there was, uh, you know, the, 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 the Pat Travers stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's, there's so, oh my gosh, there's so many influences. It's, it's tough to think of right now. There's so many influences of, of that era. I mean, when, when you look at that era and you, and you think about the great names that came out of that, of that time, you know, yeah. those were the guys that, that we all, and, and we're all about the same age group in the band. Those are the guys that we all grew up listening to and really got us, uh, really got us going, which by the way, I just got to give a, 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 a huge God bless Jake Isles, who you know who we just we yeah, just lost. You know, absolutely. Uh, an, another another tragic one, which you know everybody. I remember uh, you know end of end of 2016. You know, we lost 
so many great musicians uh, in 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 2016, and everybody was you know saying, "Oh, I can't wait for this year to be over." And it's got nothing to do with the year. Tragically, we're at that time in our lives where uh, where we're going to be losing some of these uh, magnificent people that that we all grew up with, and uh, and to us, to Count 77, we're doing our best to try to fill somewhat of that void. And can can you fill that void? No way. Uh, that 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 was a magical time, and uh, and what those bands did during that time was was pure heaven. And so uh, we're doing our best to pay respect to that era in our way. And and also, it's not like uh, uh, we're, we're we're not what you would say when, when you listen to the record. There's not a lot of A side music. You know what I mean? It's it's right. more the the, the B side, deeper stuff. Um, yeah, there's some great A side on there, you know, like like uh, the uh, Summer of '77, you know, hard rock band songs like that uh, are, are songs that that we would think you would hear on the radio back in the day. Um, then then you you get into songs like Soul Transfusion or you know uh, Heebie Jeebies or uh, or uh, uh, Do You Feel Me? These are these are what we would consider those deeper, harder cuts that you would find you know on the b side of stuff and that's what we really love man we love that stuff and they're and they're they're songs like they were in the 70s they're not they're not it, it, it it's not you know a two and a half minute three minute song i mean there there's some long there's some long tracks in here and there's you know great guitar solos and 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 hooks and turnarounds and bridges and uh you know real real stories to tell and it's 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 like it was back in the day. Yeah, I mean, you look at the bands like the Allman Brothers could do an entire album of B sides, and it would you know be triple, right. plat, triple platinum, and you'd love it to death. So right. you know, I, exactly. I, I, I have to admit, I'm jealous. You're talking about all the bands you grew up to, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, when I was growing up, and it was about the age where I was really into music, I was listening to Tommy and Britney Fox. You know, so you're just enough older yeah. that you, you got a lot, and it's not to knock on Britney Fox; they had some fantastic stuff as well, but. Um, you know, yeah. we'd love to have been around and, and been around to see the Allman Brothers and the you know, Skinner and stuff like that in in their natural, you know, new albums that you know really captivated you and stuff. So it's fantastic. Um, can I ask you this one last question? Now, obviously, you've got a, a million other vi- business ventures. Um, was that work ethic something that you know you, you mentioned your father and the influence? And I know it's a lot with musicians; they either have musician fathers or preacher fathers and it's either you're trying to make them proud or piss them off um and i'm right. guessing you were trying to do the, the former instead of the latter um was that something that kind of instilled in you to keep you know you've got all these different things you juggle it 100 percent, man you, you you nailed you nailed it right on the head there dad dad was a a, a a working machine and and he could balance uh uh he could juggle 100 different things going at the same time and uh, he was just one of those guys who was just absolutely brilliant, and uh, and, and could pull that off. And there is a, uh, I don't know, man. There's something inside of me that just, as 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 I talk about the band trying to do its part to fill a bit of of that void that that we seem to be losing, when it comes to myself and my work ethic and everything that I'm involved in. Uh, I'm trying to fill those shoes. I'm trying to fill my father's shoes to the best that I can. He just uh, he just was an amazing person to me and uh, and to a lot of people that knew him. And he was a guy that could just they could do it all and make it happen. And 
And so I'm doing my best to do it all and make it happen. When, when, uh, when the good Lord called him home in, in 08, um, you know, I kind of lost my mind there for a minute. Okay. Basically kind of stepped off the curb. And the only mm. thing that really got my head back on straight was I got to get busy. I got to get busy. I got to, I got to occupy my, my, my thoughts. And so I started getting busy and I started to realize that, um, you know, my whole life he was, uh, not just teaching me things, but he was showing me himself yeah. as to, as to how to do stuff. And so I'm, I'm doing my best to do what I think he would be doing. And yes. so, uh, I'm finding that to be the best way to keep my head on straight as well. Yeah. And, and one of the best things about the music, one of the best things about the band, is whenever I am doing something with the band, whether we're playing a show or whether we're recording, um, it it brings me close to him, yeah. and and that's that's important to my soul. Well, that's that's absolutely wonderful, and I'm sure he would be quite proud to see all you've accomplished, Danny. Um, I, I wish you wish you guys absolute success on the album. Hopefully, we'll get you out towards Pittsburgh. Uh, if you you know headed out towards Detroit, maybe swing down to the Berg and, and hit us up for a show. We'd love to see you, man. Amen, brother. We appreciate it. And I thank you so much for taking interest in it. We're, we're, we're proud of this record. We hope that whoever's out there listening, you know, to, uh, take a, take a shot and, and, and check out the Count 77 Soul Transfusion record. I, I, if, if you're, if you're, uh, a child of the 70s, I, I don't think you're going to be let down. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Danny, thank you so much. And we'll, we'll talk to you down the road, man. My brother, thank you so much, John. You rock, man. Sale now at Ticketmaster.com or at the Stage AE box office. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore. All right, that track there was called The Summer of 77 from the new album Soul Transfusion from Counts 77 featuring our guest Danny Coker on vocals. Uh, really enjoy the album. 
Uh, again, it's on Shrapnel Records, so I, th- I know a lot of you guys, uh, like myself from the 80s, you hear that and you think of Mike Varney and you think of you know, the shred work of a lot of the great artists that were on that label. Uh, but this album, uh, not only great guitar work, certainly, but uh, as Danny alluded to, it's got a very 70s vibe to it. Uh, it's, you know, it's not about one particular standout single on the album. It's a very solid album from front to back. Uh, and I think a really great, uh, well-produced record. So I invite you to check that out. You can get that on Amazon Amazon and iTunes. Uh, it's available now. So hopefully we'll get them in the Pittsburgh area before too long. I want to invite you to check out our website at ironcityrocks.com. Uh, we're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube are all forward slash ironcityrocks. You can reach us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com or you can use the contact link on our homepage. We'd love to hear from you and let us know what you like about the show, what you hate about the show, anything you want to talk about. We're open for discussion. Also, we have a very lively community on Facebook. Uh, so if you want to get in on the discussions, you usually have some information there every day about some fun stuff. So invite you to check that out as well. Until next time, we want to thank you so much for listening. <laughs>